ladies and gentlemen, we are live on this beautiful Friday night. I am ready to get this one rolling. Um, let me tell you something. Let, let me just tell you what has transpired today is uh, is absolutely incredible, to say the least. Um, this man that is with me right now on the live stream was there. My good buddy, Mr. Caleb Bell, was there. So y'all probably know where this is heading. If any time I fish with Caleb, it seems like we get on him pretty good. But uh, I broke my PB today is what happened. And it was an absolutely incredible day of fishing. Absolutely insane what we got to see, what we got to do, what I got to put my hands on, and what I got to touch today. It was just freaking insane. But I want to get into that here in just a few minutes. And honestly, I don't want to talk about it too incredibly much because i've made a video about it or have video to make a video about it and i want to just share that experience through video with you guys so we'll touch on it a little bit here and there um, but nutty. dude it's gonna be nutty dude it's just nuts it's just straight up nuts it's not millican dropping like yeah uh, you know a filthy 50 or whatever you want to call it down in texas but <laughs> it is definitely a bunch of just chickamauga absolute ding dong freaking studs and i had a ton a ton of fun down there getting, yeah, getting to do that <laughs> so um bailey my friend how are you dude i'm good man i'm finally back here in the hotel i'm dry i'm finally warm it was, yeah. a, little, it was a little chilly today the, the rain definitely uh did not help with that but uh dude i'm good i'm in the land of the giants i'm back where i'm supposed to be i'm not in the north uh I am looking forward to a week of fishing here on, on Chick. So I couldn't be happier, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, Especially dude, today. I, I mean, good yeah. grief. Really showed out. Well, t- today, today, if anything, it definitely just, like, it did. It showed off Chick, right? It showed off just the power of that lake, what lives there. It's honestly incredible. And, you know, how we caught them was incredible because it's just insane. It really showed how many fish live in an area that we never knew live in an area and, like, how much we actually miss you know what i mean it's just freaking i don't know dude but i'm glad to have you back down here. i'm glad you're in tennessee dude we talked about it today you like eventually want to move down here move to this yeah. part of the country which come on down because it's a great place to live a great place to be but yeah other than that hey, dude, what this guy's from finland finland i was gonna say yeah you gotta come from finland dude it's pretty cool uh, turka fat Fahis, Fafsis, dude, I probably just butchered your name. I'm sorry. What's up from Finland? That's awesome. Breaking, breaking, uh, breaking PBs. Got dudes from Finland. My buddy from Australia will show up here in just a minute. I mean, this is just, it's awesome. It's always a fun Friday night on the Friday Night Live here on the Rub Podcast. So before we get into any more conversation, obviously we got to get some stuff out of the way. As always, thank you guys for coming by on this friday night coming to hang out with us for all you guys listening to this on podcast form it is a live stream that i do on my youtube channel every single friday night nine o'clock eastern time it's really really fun really really cool um always got the comment section going over on the side we try to answer questions from there we try to have some awesome conversation with some awesome people like my boy bailey over here which we're about to get to here in just a minute usually we are joined by my good friend mr benjamin nowak i guess you would call him like my co-host i'm batman he's robin kind of deal you know what i mean he's you know shorter not as strong not as good looking and doesn't have as many cool toys but hey you know whatever um but yeah so uh but yeah so we're usually joined by ben but i think ben is hanging out with his baby tonight so we're gonna let him hang out with miss reese and, and do that but as always too 
this live stream slash podcast is brought to you guys by the good old people over at Monster Bass. For you guys that don't know what Monster Bass is, it is a subscription-based company, and once a month we're going to send a bag. Yes, I said a bag full of lures straight to your front door. Starting in February, we started sending vinyl-side bags. So they're vinyl-sided zip bags. They're really, really cool, reusable. You can get your baits out of them for the month and then stick plastics or your baits back in there, whatever. It's just a great way to organize and store. I'm actually using one right now for just kind of as my day bag that I take with me pretty much when I take my kayak or I go on the boat. I just throw what I want in there for the day and then go out on the lake. What is also cool about Monster Bass is we're handpicking baits for the region of the country that you live in as well as the time of year that you are fishing. So what that means is you're going to get the baits you need to go out and catch a fish when and where you are fishing. So if that sounds like something that you want to check out, there will be a link down below. Go hit that link. Use the code SAVE15. That's S-A-V-E, the number 15. It'll get you $15 off your first Monster Bass bag. Speaking of Monster Bass, tonight's raffle will be a Monster Bass care package of stuff um miss bethany what would you like to give away tonight monster bass how about a bag let's give away a one month bag and then um how about an alex rudd fishing sticker set and an alex rudd fishing t-shirt how about that so monster bass hosts all of my stuff all the alex rudd fishing gear so what i'm going to give away is i'm going to give away a bag one month bag i'm going to give away an alex rudd fishing sticker set which gets you the alex rudd fishing logo and the but uh king of beard uh sticker and then i'll also give you alex rudd fishing t-shirt did i already say alex rudd fishing t-shirt i think i did i don't know but that's what you will win tonight if you enter the raffle entering the raffle is really really easy all you've got to do is super chat one dollar for every one dollar that you super chat that is one entry into the raffle so if you super chat one dollar it's one entry two is two three is three four is four the whole so on and so forth go on down the list all that kind of stuff and you guys will be entered to win that so yeah let's get into this uh let's get into this live stream let's get into this podcast Bailey, buddy, for the people who don't know you, don't know what you do, don't know who you are, or kind of where where you uh, where you come from, please please let everybody know about about yourself. Yeah, obviously, uh, I'm Bailey Agbrett. Um, I'm the host of the Serious Angler Podcast, coming from the uh, the oh so cold New York up in the Great White North right now. I'm sure I'm not as cold as anybody who might be from Minnesota, so. Don't, don't attack me, I promise. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, from New York and uh, obviously a big bass head like yourself. I predominantly fish from the from the kayak and uh, started a little podcast about a year and a half ago and unfortunately had the pleasure of, of meeting you. And uh, since, the <laughs> since then, man, I'm just done chasing a dream of being in the fishing industry. So. Dude, you know, I love your podcast and that's kind of how I, I got to know you and get to got to like figure out who you were and, and, you know, actually become friends. I mean, honestly. And, uh, you know, you you've got a really cool podcast because like unlike my podcast where it's just me sitting here, you know, shooting the shit with people and just talking, you know, conversation. Obviously, you do the conversational part, but you're very technical too. like you get into like technical aspects of fishing. Um, you've got your um, like the fantasy fishing uh live stream slash podcast that you do every now and again for every event and the Bassmasters thing. You get a lot of pros to come on and talk to you about like really technical fishing stuff. And dude, this that's it's awesome. I was actually listening to the podcast that you just released today 
on the way down to Chick this morning. And it's honestly, it was somebody that I didn't even know who they were, but I got into the conversation just because you're really good at like drawing out the technical questions and getting people to kind of explain. You're a very good listener. Let's put it that way. Like you pose the question, then you sit back unlike me and you like listen and you just let the person kind of really explain the technicalities of what they're doing. And I really love that about your podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I'm, I've been told a few times I'm a good listener and probably because I'm just a horrible speaker. So you got to at least be good at one of them, but no, it's, it's cool because, you know, the platform started as I went out to uh, Notre Dame for an internship and having to work six days out of the week. I was like, I'm going to have zero time to fish. So I was like, my buddy's like, Oh, you should start like a fishing podcast. And I'm like, well, what the heck's a podcast? And uh, pretty much started from there. Just pretty much having people on just straight talking fishing because I wasn't able to fish. So next best thing, talk fish. And from then it kind of grew and, always kind of had this thing where I love to be able to talk to these guys that I've idolized my whole life, Mm -hmm. these pros. And then I want to talk to guys, you know, like my buddies, you know, people Mm -hmm. like yourself, like especially people in the YouTube game now, which is a huge probably a huge presence in the fishing industry Mm -hmm. and uh, learning everyone's story. And then obviously everyone has their own niche, has their own skill set, And then just kind of trying to break that apart. And I'm always been kind of meticulous in, in questioning. Like I'm sure you noticed today with Caleb, I was asking him like, presentation questions and sometimes mm-hmm. i have to like think back and like try to hold myself back so i'm like i don't want to annoy somebody mm-hmm. like asking question after question but uh, I get, I've, i'm a very curious person so it kind of leads me down that road i love it i love it and dude, i mean that's how you learn right i mean i think the mo- one of the most valuable things you can do as an angler is get in the boat with somebody and like just watch and ask questions you know what i mean if you watched and you ask questions you would be amazed what you can learn and, you know, I've learned a lot from Caleb. I've learned a lot from Ben. I've learned a lot from, you know, even my dad, just simply watching how they do things and then mimicking that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just, dude, that's, I mean, no, I get it. That's awesome. And yeah, dude, today, yeah, we'll get into it. Today, today was, today was rough for you, my man. It was rough, but we'll get into that here in just a minute. I don't want to, I don't want to get started just yet because I don't want to make you feel too bad. So um, tell me, so, <laughs> so, just let it I did you dirty today, dude. It's not good. Um, so so you're <laughs> going so were, were you going to Notre Dame like for college? No, so um I was going to a small state school just south of Syracuse up here in New York. Mm-hmm. And uh to complete my master's degree in sport management, I need to do either a um well, what is it called? Basically, it was like a 50-page essay, and I was like, yeah, screw that, uh, or do like a six-month internship, which I wanted to work in the, the – I wanted to work in college athletics originally. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I chose the internship, and I uh, applied for a six-month event management internship at the University of Notre Dame for working for their athletic department. Um, I was fortunate enough to be called, interviewed, and they offered it to me, so obviously I wasn't going to turn down the – you know probably the biggest school in the nation, like when it comes to brand name. So uh, went and embarked on that journey and uh, it was very rewarding. got the opportunity to work with every single team. I originally was only given three different teams to work with, but they're like, well, we like what you're doing. So you're going to have every fall and winter sport team. So congratulations. Here's 90 hours a week. And uh, I was just like, uh, it was rewarding. But at the, at the end, I was like, I don't think, you know, I don't want to hate college athletics by my third year. So, I'm going to, you know, see if I can try my chances in the fishing industry. And so far, so good. <laughs> Dude, that's wild. 
That's really yeah. wild. So, so like, what, like, so say that, so what, you've got a degree, right? You've, we've, mm-hmm. I think we've talked about this. So your degree is in that Master's kind of field? In sport management, yeah. So, like, essentially a business degree, but, you know, sport-oriented, per se. Huh. That's really interesting. So, like, what do you like? What do you do with that? Like, if you if you were to go and like, like, what is the career path that somebody goes in that you can say like that's what my expertise is or whatever? I mean, oh man, sport management. You could do like anything from being an agent for athletes to you know, if you get a master's that qualifies you to be a coach on the collegiate level. To literally, you could do what I did as an event manager at any college. I mean, it's like you take you take any like minor league, collegiate, high school, local club, uh, professional level, anything that's legit like with sports qualifies. So like even the fishing industry qualifies as sport. So it's under kind of that umbrella that sport management kind of helps adhere to, and it's just kind of how you coordinate your minors and concentrations to help you appeal to a certain niche if that makes any sense that's really interesting that's what i was just kind of sitting here thinking you wonder if you could help you know guys who are aspiring professional bass fishermen just manage their stuff you know what i mean because one of the biggest things for me i mean literally the hardest thing for me is like just managing everything else that goes on while it's like doing normal life you know what i mean and thank god i got bethany who's literally sitting like right here right next to me hop out and she's like just helping to moderate the comments and do the things that we need to do. And like, she helps the money side of things. And so like, dude, that would be very interesting to see if you could almost push like out. Obviously you're doing the media thing right now. I want to get into that, talk about that, but like, you know, wonder if you could almost combine those two things into like the one thing and like almost create a whole new branch of the fishing industry, which is like the management of fishing pros. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 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 Basically, what I'm doing now is kind of like that. Um, so after that six months, I worked for uh, a fishing company called Douglas Outdoors for a couple months from like January to March. And uh, basically, everyone got laid off, unfortunately, because of COVID. Um, so pretty much since then, up until about three or four months ago, um, I was unemployed and basically... Um, you know, for, for a little while, for actually a couple of years, I've been helping some buddies um, with their social media. And I have one one friend like in the pros who just kind of has me run his stuff because he just simply doesn't have time for it, which mm-hmm. I fully understand. And uh, it came to a realization to me, you know, four or five months back that this social media website, you know, whole media side to uh, fishing is, uh, is a niche that not is isn't very uh, saturated and it's mm-hmm. something I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And the one thing, one of my biggest goals was to have the flexibility to fish whenever I could, uh, whenever I wanted. Mm-hmm. And with this, I can't because literally like I literally just got done working here. Like before we got yeah. on, the, on this podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's one of those things where I kind of came to this realization. It's like, why don't I just start my own gig, mm-hmm. you know, work with a couple companies you know, obviously, and obviously things are still rolling here, but like so far so good. And it's like, a, it's a thing where it's just like, as long as you're willing to grind and, and bet on yourself, you know, things could, can work out. And so far things are going well. So 
Start my own media company. Yeah. Heck yeah, dude. And that's a huge thing right now in the fishing industry. I don't think a lot of people realize that like pros don't run their own Instagram pages for the most part. They're paying somebody to do that for them. And even Monster Bass, you know, Monster Bass is ran by a girl named Abby, and Abby has a kind of a, a little thing that she does. Little, I'm sure it's bigger. I say mm-hmm. little, I don't mean anything by that, but she has a thing <laughs> like you do where she's running people's social media. And see, that's that's something that's really interesting about YouTube and, and pros and the fishing industry and, and really all sports, right? Like most of these sports stars aren't running their own social media or their own, you know, Twitter pages or whatever mm-hmm. it is. They, they have like a, you know, a, a list of people that they kind of divvy out responsibility to. And so it's, it's cool to see that th- there's an ability for a person to kind of create their own gig, create their own small business and, and run their thing because not everybody's like me. Like I control all of my social media. You know, when you message Alex Rudd, you're messaging me mm-hmm. and on the rare occasion, you might be messaging Bethany. You know what I mean? But for right. the most part, like when you contact me, you're contacting me, but you know, most of the time, like people don't understand if you're contacting like a pro, you're contacting some agency that probably runs it for them or a person that runs it for them. Cause Ben did that for a while. And it's just a very interesting concept overall, just that kind of thought process behind that. You know what I mean? That that's like a a job you can do, but it's really cool because it's flexible and it allows you to travel and do what you love to do. And and that's what I want to talk about now. So you're down here in Tennessee. We fished together today down on Chickamauga. Tell me about what are you doing here? What's your plans going into the next few weeks and kind of like why, why you're traveling and all that? Yeah, so originally what the plan was, and I, I, I wasn't even planning on staying here the whole week. Uh, basically, the original plan was a uh, really good buddy of mine on the Elite Series, Dustin Demary, and obviously fishing up at was well, was fishing up at Tennessee River on Teleco Lake. And uh, I was supposed to meet him down here uh, this weekend, and the plan was to go and hit Fork this week. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, actually, I think we are hit Sabine this week and then Fork next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I got cleared by Bass to go pre-practice with him because I'm from New York. I have no experience on those lakes, so therefore, you know, mm-hmm. I, it's all good. Uh, and basically, I do some media help, uh, some media work for Destin. Uh, so basically going down with him, obviously, uh, I mean, biggest priority was to learn from him, see how he breaks down bodies of water in a pre-practice, uh, that sort of deal to learn from him, and then uh, bringing the camera down to get him some media to help him with his sponsors and such. And then obviously just to go fish because uh, Lake Fork and I'm from New York and I've never been there. And as any angler growing up as a kid, Lake Fork is obviously on your bucket list. Heck yeah, dude. I, I always wanted to go to Texas. I've never fished in Texas. I've only passed through Texas on an airplane. <laughs> it was kind of like stop and get on the next airplane and leave. Yeah. yeah, no, I've always wanted to go to Texas and fish. Like it is, I mean, it's a, you know, it's a freak show down there. I mean, there are certain mm-hmm. lakes down there that are just, I mean, it's just it's just absolutely ridiculous. Now you are traveling with a new companion, what I would call a companion. It is strapped to the roof of your car. It, it does not need to be fed and it does not need to drink. So don't worry, it's not alive. But tell me about your brand new uh, vessel that you have. Yeah. So uh, so last week um, I went in and uh, I work. I'm fortunate enough to work with a local marina uh, up in New York. It's called Morgan Marine up on Cuca Lake and uh, their Hobie dealer and uh, went in to pick up my new 2021 Hobie PA 12 360. And uh, that thing is a sweet, sweet rig. Uh, first of all, 
Uh, not only does it look sick, but dude, just uh, the simple uh, Ryan Kennedy, who's uh, the guy I work with at Morgan Marine, does an, an excellent job at you know tailoring these these kayaks and helping anglers get into them, uh, showing people the ins and outs of it and how you can actually kind of he gives he shows you little nuggets on how to like rig them these little mm-hmm. secrets that not really secrets but things that not many people do that kind of help your efficiency but the simple engineering that Hobie puts into it like the best way I can describe it is it looks like if you took Elon Musk and asked him to build you a kayak, that's what he's going to come up with. <laughs> it's, it's efficient. Like if you, if, yeah. you, if you said Elon Musk, build me a pedal drive kayak, Hobie PA 12 or 14. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. He would probably strap an electric motor to it powered by solar panels. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> so dude, I love, I honestly, I love those Hobie, the new Hobie, the 360 drive is incredible technology, right? Cause my biggest complaint about a Hobie for the longest stuff is two, two complaints. Price point is ridiculous. It's still yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But number two is the inability to have quote unquote instant reverse, right? I mean, you still don't technically quote unquote have instant reverse, but man, no. it's just a turn of a handle and you're backing up. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. so like, that's a lot better than trying to take one hand off rod and reel, bend down and pull a, a lever to get it to go into reverse. So for people who don't know, Hobies are driven by the Mirage drive system. And the Mirage drive system is like a set of fins, right? And so it's not a prop. And so what kind of the benefit of that is, is number one, you can put those fins up against the bottom of the kayak and you can do river stuff and do all kinds of go different places that you can't go with your, your pedal or your prop driven kayaks. But then number two, um, in the old system, the old Mirage drive system, it was actually a lever that you pulled, which would mm-hmm. put it into reverse. But now it's just you turn the handle and the 360 drive can go 360 degrees. So that mm-hmm. means you can go, literally just take the whole kayak and move it to the left or move it to the right. Like you're not turning. You literally, the whole thing just moves. And it's absolutely, absolutely incredible. Really, really cool technology. Um, So does the 12 foot have the vertical or the horizontal rod storage? It does. Yeah. It's just, uh, so with a 14 you have, you can, I think it's like, it fits eight or 10. I'm trying to remember. I think it, it might be 10. Uh, for the horizontal rod storage, and basically it just takes out two different compartments, so it just knocks it down a level with the twelve because it is a shorter kayak. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I think it's like six or eight that you can put in there. We'll see how much I can fit in there. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to make a video on it, the whole walkthrough and everything uh, after I take it out for a day or two and get comfortable with it. Heck yeah. I'll put some videos out there on on our channel, but I'm looking forward to it too. Like it's it's one of those things, you know. You mentioned how you can kick the fins up and go on river stuff. But like the fins, like obviously as you know how they work, what's mm-hmm. actually almost a side to side motion. Mm-hmm. You can run over logs, which mm-hmm. you can run over logs and they kick back up under it. And as soon as you're over that log, they kick back down and engage. Yes. Which is one of the coolest things about it. Yeah, it's incredible. The new 360 drive really, it, it is, it is, it's made me want a a Hobie kayak to do kayak tournaments in. Right, like I love my Predator, I love my Old Town, but that Hobie as far as pedal driven kayaks really is the pinnacle of, of mm-hmm. kayaks. I mean, it's, it's the best of the best of the best, right? Yeah. Um, someone asked over in the comments, uh, what's better that or the autopilot. And I'll be honest, man, it's honestly two totally different kayaks. It really different. Is. Yeah. It's completely different. Like I love my autopilot. I actually just got done making a video in it yesterday. It'll be coming out soon. You guys be looking up probably like Monday ish. I don't know when it'll come out, but anyway, um, I love that kayak. It is my favorite kayak that I've ever owned. It's the coolest kayak that I own. 
But like in my kayak tournaments that I fish in, I can't use it because it's got a motor in it. So some kayak tournaments, you can't use electric driven motors. And so you got to have pedal drive, you know, kayaks. Mm -hmm. And like the Hobie being the pinnacle of pedal driven kayaks is like the best of the best of the best when it comes to pedal driven kayaks. But when it comes to motor driven kayaks, I've not really found any competition yet for that, that autopilot, dude. It's incredible. It's awesome. Yeah. The only thing that, relatively comes close is new canoes uh the bow mounted towing mm-hmm. motor but the simple efficiency of old town's autopilot i don't think anybody could touch yeah uh, like and people are asking in there about that and like we mentioned they're two completely different kayaks but also i like to point out that old towns like i touched upon the engineering of hobie right mm-hmm. old town's engineering of efficiency on that autopilot is very similar mm-hmm. they're they're pretty on par with with hobie uh, mm-hmm. Just kind of the thought they put into the angler, especially a tournament angler, like the simple stuff about the you know the board and how it fits mm-hmm. into the the compartments and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I've a while back before I was even with Hobie, I've talked to you about Old Town, mm-hmm. and uh, they make some really good stuff. And you know, if, if you're in a trail that allows motors, I don't know why you wouldn't choose. An yeah. autopilot, you know, especially yeah. if you're an offshore guy. If you're an offshore guy and because you can spot lock, that's the money. Dude, it's crazy. So I was spotlocking the other day, you know, as, as I'm fishing down the river, I was in river current, like literally like we were today. I mean, quick river current, right? And today, yeah. all day we use spotlock, right? Not, we weren't in the kayaks today, we we're in the boat, but all day we use spotlock. And so like I'm fishing down this river and I would hit a good stretch or hit a stretch of rock. I was really focusing on rock and like riprap and I'd hit a stretch of riprap, hit that spotlock and just sit there and fish and not even have to th- think a second thing about what my kayak was doing it was sitting right where it needed to be and so having that like ability to do that inside of a kayak is absolutely incredible and you you, you're right like the molded in board holder and like the ability to put the board under the under the um the rudder control and just the freaking completely blown out back of that kayak where you can put so much crap back there literally probably two black packs it's incredible i love the freaking kayak it's just I can only use it in one kayak tournament series around me. And that's one that's down on Watts Bar. It's like the Watts Bar Kayak Club or something like that. And then I can use it in the Bass Nation stuff, which I'm actually planning on fishing one of those Bass Nations this year. Uh, One of the ones that's on Pickwick. I think I'm going to go do that just for the simple fact that I want to be able to use a motor kayak and go have fish a tournament in because I've never fished a tournament in my motor kayak. I just want to see how efficient that I actually am or more efficient than i actually am you know what I mean? and that's something we'll kind of let's kind of explore that idea right and, and before we do that i want to remind everybody we're 26 minutes into this thing the raffle is going on okay so if you super chat one dollar it's one entry two dollars is two entries all that kind of stuff you want to throw in some Alex Show crankbaits? Okay. So they see, there you go. If you stick with me long enough, my, my wife will convince me to throw in more stuff. <laughs> all right. So here's what I'm going to do. For this raffle, you will win a March Monster Bass bag, no. which, no? It's February. Oh, it's February. Are we it's in February? February. Oh, okay. You'll win a February <laughs> Monster Bass. I don't no, even know what no, month no, we're in. No, no, His head's still in a gutter after today. Okay. Let me tell you something. Stop. <laughs> Wait a minute. Time out. Did you know that I speak English? <laughs> my channel. Okay. Are we doing a podcast? I don't know. Anyway, let's get this raffle going. So if you... 
Super chat a dollar. That is one entry into the raffle. Two dollars $2 is two entries. Three dollars is three entries. So on and so forth. So what I'm going to be giving away tonight for the raffle winner, which I'll get Bailey to pick a random number at the very end of this thing, and Bethany will pull it up off of our Google Sheet that we've got up over here that she randomizes. You will win a March Monster Bass bag, which is the classic bag. So it's the Bassmasters Classic bag. So every bait in that bag, except for my crankbait, has won a Bassmasters Classic. So it's like every bait in there's won millions of dollars. Um, number two, you will get a Alex Rudd fishing gear package, which includes one of my t-shirts and my two stickers, the Alex Rudd logo sticker and the Rudd Weiser King of Beard sticker. And then you will also win a four pack of my signature series monster bass square bill crankbaits. So that is like a what? I mean, like a $200 value almost, right? $200 worth of stuff. All you've got to do is super chat in. A dollar is one entry, two is two, so on and so forth. So do that for me, and let's get back into the podcast. <laughs> David Dunbar, I swear I'm about to bar that man. David Dunbar his ass from doing any more of these. Dude, I love you. You're awesome. He won two weeks in a row, dude. My That mug <laughs> He's won three total two weeks in a row. I promise I'm not rigging this. He's just that good. He's like, I'm going to play the lottery with that dude. I'm playing half the ticket and play the lottery. Man's on fire. I like I like Philip Schmidt's comment saying, uh, "Glad you're there, Bethany, because Alex is a tad confused tonight." Dude, listen, <laughs> after you catch him, after you catch a PB, and when I say I caught a PB, I blew my PB out by three pounds. Once you do that, like, tell the folks the first thing you said after you saw that fish in the net. I couldn't look at it. <laughs> I ran to the back of the boat. I said, "I can't look at it. I just can't even look at it. I couldn't." I couldn't, I couldn't. I couldn't because I knew if I looked at it, I might hyperventilate. I might hyperventilate. <laughs> and then we wouldn't be here. Okay. It was the greatest reaction I've ever seen. Oh, it's so awesome. But anyway, um, <laughs> yes. Let's talk about efficiency of electric motors. Do you really think that electric motors make anglers that much more efficient on the water in a kayak to the point that they need to be barred for most of the tournaments that are out there right now? I think if there's current situations, it's 100% makes you better. More well, more efficient, 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I was talking with Craig Dye on our show today, and that's one of the things we brought up because that was one of the questions I asked him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things that really stuck out to me uh, was that depending on where some tournaments are held, especially if current is, is prevalent in that body of water, is safety. Mm-hmm. So say like you're, you're fishing a certain stretch that has some laydowns on it, and say you catch a fish out of that lay down, you got to measure it. You got to do all that jazz, right? While you're, you're, you're not really focused on what's going on around you because mm-hmm. you're, you're focused within your lap and all that. If you can put that thing in spot lock, you don't have to worry about yourself floating into some other tree, into the shoreline, into something that, you know, you might not want to get involved with. You might want to avoid. So like, especially if you have something with a motor that has GPS, like motor guide or, or like a spot lock with the autopilot, that's huge because that can keep you in that spot. You don't have to worry about what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think a motor in general makes you so much more efficient in current situations because you're hands free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I think that's the biggest component of it. I mean, it's, you don't have to worry about, you know, pedaling, paddling, you know, and you can stay yeah. in certain areas and fish it more efficiently. And obviously, you know, more time means more casts. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree to an extent. I mean, 
I do have to say, after being in my autopilot for a while, um, that there are situations where it's almost to my disadvantage that I'm in that kayak. Like, so like situations where I'm like skipping docks, like when I hook a fish in that kayak, I'm not worried about trying to get my remote from around my neck to try to turn that kayak so that I can start backing that kayak up. Mm. I wish I could just instantly start reversing that kayak, whether it be by the turn of a handle or the instant reverse in a pedal drive so I can work that and my headphones just died. So whatever, so that I can work that, that fish from under that cover, right. Or under a lay down or whatever it happens to be. And so like, it kind of, I don't know. In certain situations like that, I feel like it's just almost like to a disadvantage, right? But all at the same time, you're right. Like current fishing the other day, dude, or yesterday, dude, I'm just spot locking. I'm just spot locking on spots. I literally yeah. hit what I needed, spot lock on the spot, good to go, bing, bang, boom, putting fish into the boat. And then once I got the fish in the boat, I did not have to worry about the kayak at all, right? Yeah. But I just wonder, like in an overall tournament fishing situation, like I, I think I think at all of these national level events, right? Whether they be KBF, Hobie, whatever it is, allow them. You know what I mean? If these yeah. are truly professional tier events, allow them to be in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think from an overall standpoint, I don't think there's a crazy advantage. I think there's certain exceptions, like we kind of mentioned with current. But like you know, you take lakes up by me, you know, Finger Lakes, Glacial Lakes that don't have natural current if they're not wind-based yeah you there's no advantage to it yeah I mean, no. you're gonna get a, you're gonna get from point a to point b maybe a tiny smidge faster and uh you're just doing yours hand-free while i'm just using my legs or yeah pump. yeah i mean my buddy eric keeps up with me in his hobie pa 14 is there somebody coming in on you you dying right now you kind of oh, i heard like happen but i think it's the next door the yeah, next, uh, Conjoining room, one thousand percent ghost hush. Then Bobby, but yeah, I know. So like, yeah, Eric keeps up with me as PA fourteen when I'm in my main Dakota. Even when it's at like ten, he's right there. I mean, he's not literally keeping up with me, but he's like right on my tail. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't know. It's an interesting concept. I just love that kayak, and I want to fish in that kayak as much as I yeah. can. <laughs> like that's just the simple fact about it. I just want electric motors because I want to just fish in that kayak because I love it so much. I mean, I literally love being in that kayak. It is so much fun. But so um, what are your kayak fishing plans? So you're fishing a boat tournament in Texas, right? Or is this a kayak tournament? The one in June? Yeah. No, so, the one you're the one you've got coming up. Why are you going down and practice? You're practicing for a tournament in June? So, it's, so there's uh, the Elite Series. Uh, well, Sabine River got postponed, so we're not going to Sabine. That's why I decided to get a cheap place here in Chick for the week. So I'm just going to fun fish Chick. Yeah. And then Destin's going to make his way home, uh, and then he's going to come back next weekend. Uh, we're going to hit Fork for the week for pre-practice because Fork is, I think, the end of June, maybe May. I can't remember. what it's. I think it's sometime later this – I want to say May, May or June. Mm-hmm. Either way, um, basically it's pre-practice. So there's a um, – they have a cutoff, a certain date that they're not allowed to be at. Um, they're not allowed to be at that lake from – from that date until practice, official practice. Mm-hmm. So it's called pre-practice. Um, and basically it's kind of them going, getting the lay of the land, getting a feel for what the fish are doing. So that, you know, the next time they show up, 
that there's a little more, a couple more steps they've already got taken care of, and they can kind of waste less time during their official practice. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just well, in okay. case, like, just in case, you know, especially because they had that whole winter storm. Who knows what could have shaken up with that lake? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, as horrible as it is to say, I feel bad for the state of Texas for what happened. But I think, in terms of fishing, that polar vortex really helped them. Yeah. Look at what's going down in Texas right now. Mm-hmm. Giants are being caught. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they haven't seen a cold like that, and it's kind of helped them figure out, being, hey, it's getting cold, and as like a fish, you're, you know, as nature nature calls, when it's getting cold, you need to eat because, mm-hmm. you know, you got to get full. It's no different than like a hibernation deal. But, yeah, uh, yeah basically going on there for pre-practice, um, but I'm going back down there in June for the uh, Kayak Bass Nation National Championship on probably the coolest lake name ever, Possum Kingdom. Possum Kingdom. Yeah. Where are you going, everybody? I'm going to Possum Kingdom. Yeah. Man, I, t- <laughs> I told my dad that I was going to Texas in June for that, and he goes, oh, a lake's going to be out. I'm like, Possum Kingdom. And he, <laughs> he's like, uh, oh, he's like, that sounds like something out of like a Tomb Raider movie. <laughs> yeah, Possum Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. You remember, hold on. So did you ever watch the Goofy movie when you were a kid? <laughs> Movie. Yeah, movie. You, remember when, you remember when they went to like the possum theme park? Possum theme park. Remember, and it was like the possum animatronics, and they got the possum hats and all that crap. Oh, cool. yes. Yes. <laughs> but when you say possum kingdom, every time you say possum kingdom, all I can think about is the Goofy movie when they go to the possum theme park. I love that movie. And Bigfoot, Bigfoot gets the uh, they run into Bigfoot and he eats the eats the soup on the top of the cart. Yeah, I, I love that movie. That's like one of my favorite movies. The perfect cast, the perfect cast. All right, but anyway, back on track. Here I am. Here we are. Yeah. So Possum Kingdom, that'll be awesome. Texas should be awesome. I I was wanting to go down to Texas for the classic, but I think I'll be up at Ben's during that time. And I'll be honest with you, I would much rather drive to Texas and take time to fish lakes as to go to the Classic and run around the Classic like a chicken with my head cut off like I often do at those events and shake everybody's hands and say hi because I don't really want to shake everybody's hands anyway. Nothing against you guys. I just, (laughs) yeah, not not the year for that. Last year wasn't the year. This year ain't looking very good either. Um, I'd much rather be at my buddy's up at Ben's cracking some big, some big smallmouth in June. So I don't know. I'm, I need to plan a trip to Texas, but you're right. So let's talk about the cold snap, right? This whole polar vortex thing. It really did help the fishing. I think it's going to help the fish. I think it's going to help our fishing. I think it's going to help their fishing. Cause I think what it does is if you really look at fish when it gets that cold, right? That instinctual drive for self-preservation kicks in. And if they have to go an extended amount of time where they don't eat or if their self-preservation instinct overdrives that or overrides that instinct to eat, there's going to be a period after that that they go absolutely ham on every single thing that moves in the lake. And I think we kind of got on a little bit of that today, like fish that were willing to eat anything that moved in the lake, right? And so you're going to have this period of time after this big freeze where a lot of these fish are just crushing everything and you're gonna have like what Billiken did right i mean guys i'm i'm not playing you gotta watch this stupid video it's freaking <laughs> ridiculous the video is not stupid in the fact that it's like i think it's stupid it's stupid in the fact what they did you gotta go watch this video yeah. and the i mean like it's just insanity they, they were for it they deserved every inch of that i mean good grief 
It was yeah. ridiculous. I mean, they dropped like 50 pounds, ended up catching, what, a 16 and some changes. Some 12s, and I believe they bro- uh, broke lake records as well. Yeah, that's just crazy. Pieces, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of that had to do with the simple fact of how cold it was. It put those fish in a situation that they have, may have never been in in their whole entire lives. It positioned them in a way that they had never been positioned before. The The self-preservation instinct kicked in before the cold front moved in, and they ate because they knew there was going to be an extended period of time where they didn't eat. And then mm-hmm. once it moved through, it was there, and they freaking started munching again, right? Yeah. And it's just absolutely incredible. But I, I think you're right. I, th- I think some of those – Lakes in Texas, I saw someone the other day posted about they were worried about the shag kill. Man, I tell you, like, if we don't have a shag kill every year from a from a good cold snap, we usually don't have a good year of fishing. I mean, it's good to kind of cull out some shad. It's good to have yeah. a good shag kill because we have – So, go ahead. Yeah, otherwise it's just oversaturated, yeah. Exactly. And I think, I think when you have more condensed balls of shad, you have more situations where a fish is forced to eat – within a time frame, I think that's when you get a better overall size of fish, better overall quality, quantity, because it makes them position. It makes them do the things they have to do for you to be able to catch them. And oh, yeah. so I think it's like anything else. It's like current and whatever else. It's all just factors yeah. to play in, but it's, it's interesting. It's no different than, you know, speaking from a Northern standpoint and you, I don't, I'm curious your your take on this too, being from Tennessee and how the TVA reacts to this. But for us, you know, that first really cold day kind of shocks them. So the fishing's kind of rough. But mm-hmm. if you give them a day or two after that and it's still that same temperatures, it puts them in a zone where it's like, hey, things are getting cold. You need to start eating now. Mm-hmm. And if you get that day combined with some wind, you are going to beat their face in that day because they're, they're just like you said, they're going to eat anything and everything that swims. Yeah. Uh, so for us, like when you see that happen, you see that coming up in the forecast, you text your boy, your buddies and you're like, you're going to smash them this weekend. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, every fall, there's always that one weekend where it's just, it's unreal. Well, you know, I think what it is, and I kind of just touched on this just a second ago is a a fish obviously doesn't have a thought process. Right. And I I talked about this in a live stream that I did, um, yesterday evening with a guy, you know, we, we put way too much stock in the thought that a fish thinks they don't they react completely on instinct Mm -hmm. but those instincts we can we can describe them using you know rational thought that we have to kind of explain the the, what the instinct drive is doing and so i read an article one time about fish behavior and not particularly bass behavior but it's fish behavior overall and it was talking about like you know a fish is very in tuned with its environment and so Mm -hmm. when a front moves through they can feel that pressure change. And we talked about that today. And so yeah. when that pressure starts changing, all it does is it is it hits an instinct in that bass's brain, and that instinct hits a drive for self-preservation. And self-preservation can take many forms. It could be running away from a predator. It can be eating food to prepare for a for a period of famine or a period of you know drought, and not drought as far as like, water but drought as far as like i'm not going to be able to eat as much as i normally would and it's self-preservation of like you know reacting something like trying to protect itself from something right and so i think when a front starts to move through and there's a pressure change that those fish 
on that front actually moving through that kind of prefrontal into the front actually moving through or on that just i'm going to eat every freaking thing that i can so that i can be ready for if post front i have an, like three or four days where it's freezing cold outside and i have to be just kind of chilling in the sunlight until i get warmed up you know what i mean yeah. and then it switches back after it kind of acclimates to those temperatures back into the feeding mode I, I don't know. It's interesting. It's it's a thought process that I kind of went through and then studied up on and read a bunch of articles about it and kind of concluded that that was what those bass did. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know. I'm a science geek when it comes to bass, dude. Like I, when I had my biologist buddy on a few weeks ago or months ago now, I was just like, I was sitting there like a deer in the headlights just listening to, like, to everything he said. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, so tell me about like, obviously where you live, Finger Lakes, Northern New York, incredible fisheries up there. Like, tell me about your lakes, how they set up. Tell me what's special about where you live. So what's special about where I live is that within an hour circumference of my house, I have like 12 different fisheries where I can catch them. I could catch over 20 pounds of green and brown. Uh, so that's, what's pretty sweet about them. And they're all kind of unique in their own ways. Um, and we have some popular ones like Oneida, Cayuga, many people will know from, uh, the big tournament trails. Um, I also have Lake Ontario 30 minutes away from me. I have Lake Erie an hour West of me, uh, which is the best part of Erie in, uh, in Buffalo. Um, my co-host of my show is a guide out there now. Um, he literally put up 29 pounds in a tournament. Uh, almost dropped a dirty 30 in a tournament on Lake Erie of all small mouth. That's ridiculous. Uh, but they're, they're special in the way that, uh, like I said, you can go after both species. But what's cool is a lot of them have unique features that mm-hmm. I think can actually, like, you know, talking from a tournament, you know, professional standpoint where it can translate throughout the country, mm-hmm. they're unique that you can apply some applications to say, like, ledge fisheries. You can, mm-hmm. there are certain places in New York where you can get an almost, it's almost essentially a ledge, but mm-hmm. on a, on a minute scale that you can, they actually set up on and it's very similar, uh, schooling fish, kind of mm-hmm. like how you can almost get like a little practice in for like a blueback herring scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, our smallies in the summer do the exact same thing. They are just chasing all summer long. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not really, um, you won't find them on a lot of structure. Mm-hmm. It's very rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys that if you see a guy come in with smallmouth in July or August, he's probably on panoptics and wandering around with his head looking down the whole day. Ben Noak, hey, Ben Noak, no <laughs> yeah. Uh, but dude, they set up they set up pretty cool because they're glacial lakes, and I'm just talking now specifically these Finger Lakes because that's what okay, I yeah. explain a finger. Why is it called a Finger Lake? And what is uh, obviously they're glacial, so explain that too. But why is it called a Finger Lake? So, like, when you look at the lakes in New York, there's literally – it looks like somebody just took their hand and went like this. Because the, the smallest one literally looks like a thumb, and then there's two – like, two or three bigger ones, and then there's a chunk of smaller lakes as they go. Yeah. So, like if you look at it, it almost looks like fingers, and they run directly north to south. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. So, in the north end, they call them glacial lakes because essentially what's happening, these are all glacier, glaciers that – Felt like went from north to south mm-hmm. and melted. So the north north end, excuse me, is very shallow, and the south end is deep as hell. Yeah, like, 
three, 400 foot versus the North end, which is like max 40. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it sets up the, between the North and the South, it's completely different mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like your spawn will start in the North and then won't start in the South until like four weeks later. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And so I'm, I'm guessing the Northern end of these lakes are a lot shallower, a lot more grassy. It's where you're going to find your green fish or the South ends deeper, clear, probably sand bottom, lots of gobies. And that's where you're going to find your smallmouth. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. Not as much gobies. Really? You're seeing, them, you're seeing them a little bit uh, here in the Finger Lakes. If there is a connection to Lake Ontario, there are gobies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen them with my own eyes yeah. uh, in a few of the lakes. Um, but a lot of them are – they're just like – literally, you, you're just – if you want to find fish in the south end, you're literally just looking around for rock piles. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There are some times of the year that are really cool. Some of my favorite days of the year is, is the days mm-hmm. – that people usually don't like for fishing and it's the high sun slick calm mm-hmm. because you go down south for those that colder water mm-hmm. and the fish will come up from deep into shallow waters to sun themselves and then it's just a sight fishing haven that's awesome uh, especially that's those big brown fish but it's it dude it's, it's hard to really break down all of them because there's they're all so completely different and mm-hmm. they all fish completely different um it's the only way i really know how to explain it is when people talk about it is i'm extremely lucky to yeah. live up here yeah, um, yeah dude, i mean i watched i watched um i have some professional event they had up there and then i've watched a few other just shows about like cayuga and the other finger lake mm-hmm. and like the 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 largemouth fishing looks like everything that i would love to do i mean like it's just epic and dude you catch some absolute freaks up there i mean oh, like, yeah they're like northern Michigan fish, dude. I mean, they're they're that long, that wide, and they're just freaks of nature. You know what I mean? Yeah, there are lakes up here. Uh, I mean, granted, I know a lot of the guys around uh, the area don't want a lot of attention coming up there, but like, and I I don't mean anything that's put putting it out there, but like, this it's too special to not share because literally these these lakes during the spring and fall months you can see thirty pound bags of brown and green like it took on some of the lakes last year we they have what's called paper tournaments uh, because we have the different seasons where throughout the year you can't keep bass in your live well tournaments so it's essentially your heaviest five but your everyone gets the same scale you're weighing them yeah Uh, and it it takes like 30 31 pounds it's ridiculous yeah this is ridiculous. Yeah. So let's uh, let's pause here for just a second because I want to kind of talk about those lakes and talk about that northern fishing and something that I do up there that I've not ever been able to do down here just because of the clarity. But right. just one more reminder, we are giving away a Monster Bass bag for the month of March, which is our classic bag, which is full of baits that won the classic. We're going to give away a four-pack of Alex Red Fishing Signature Square Bill Crankbaits a Alex Red Fishing t-shirt and a sticker pack, which includes my logo sticker and the Rudweiser King of Beards sticker. If you want to enter that raffle, it's really easy. All you got to do, super chat $1 for every dollar that you super chat. That is one entry. So one is one entry, $2 is two, three is three, four is four, so on and so forth. And you will be entered to win the bundle that I am going to send out. That's like over a $200 value, which is, Really, really cool. 
Um, and we're going to hope that David Dunbar does not look out and somehow win this bad boy four weeks in a row. Another thing that I want you to do, all 91 of you people that are in here, please go hit that like button for me. Helps to push this thing up to the top, get more people in here viewing this thing and even more people, more chances to win some awesome, awesome stuff. Share it with somebody that you know, get some more uh, entries in here or don't. I don't know. Would that dilute people's chances? I guess it would. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so something that happens up north that doesn't happen anywhere else, and I've never experienced it anywhere else, is that like ability to sight fish for fish, even though you're not bed fishing for fish. And I've done it in Michigan, like where you're on these stupid clear lakes and you'll see like a four pound largemouth cruise in the bank and you like fire a swim bait over there and start rolling it and they just swim over to it, grab it and keep on swimming. <laughs> Dude, like that doesn't happen here in Tennessee for a couple of reasons. Number one, we can't see them. You know what I mean? Like lakes are clear, just, it just doesn't happen. I mean, it does, but it, not to that extent. But number two, the fish just aren't that dumb. Like, you got to admit, dude, y'all's fish, where they have a cap on them. Oh, they're so dumb. Like, they're just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll admit, like, there's a certain time of year, like the late August, early September, uh, is is really difficult. Like, on a, a, a lake like Cayuga, where it's very easy to, to – if you have a hook in that lake, you're going to catch a fish. Mm -hmm. uh, but that lake, like, I mean, it gets tough to the point where – I got top 10 at a fed tournament as a co-angler with one fish. Wow. Uh, yeah. Like to the point. Yeah. And I think on the boater side, this one guy got top five with like three fish or four fish. So is that, even, is that a clarity issue or a pressure issue? I think it was a combination of uh, water temperatures and changing. Um, it was that, that summer to fall transition where things are starting to get cold. Mm -hmm. where it was 80 degrees during the day, but it was like 35 to 40 degrees at night, mm -hmm. kind of confusing the heck out of them. Mm -hmm. um, and it, I don't think it's a pressure thing. Uh, it's actually something I'm still struggling to completely figure out, and I don't think I'm going to figure it out for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's something I try to bounce off my buddies that fish the same bodies of water. Uh, but one thing we kind of came to the conclusion of is that, you know, especially seeing a Chickamauga in November – and seeing what pressure is like down here, what we think is pressure up north. That's what I was about to ask. Yeah, it ain't no, it isn't. Thanks. It is. so I'll put it in perspective to me, or it's like where well, I might think it's pressured, but it's it's really not. Like to the point where it should be that bad. I think it's just I mean, if, as of right now, and I'm most likely wrong. I think it's just a funk they get in from that summer to fall transition. Yeah, but just fall temperatures. I think that's what does it. What's bass fishing culture like up there? Like, do you know everybody that bass fishes? Because I know, like, where Ben lives, like, there's so few people that actually bass fit, like, like specifically target bass and do what Ben does. That, like, Ben, like, knows everybody. You know what I mean? It's, like, literally, like, 10, 12 people. Is that kind of the same culture up there? Or, like, is oh, there... For the most part, yeah. And we have a... We, there's a really big bass fishing community up there. And uh, for the most part, especially if you're in the tournament side of it, everybody mm -hmm. knows everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, there's some few guys that uh, that are out there that don't really do tournaments that much and they'll come into the scene and, you know, you're like, where'd this guy come from? Because he's beating everybody's brains in. And uh, we have some absolute sticks up there mm -hmm. uh, that no one's ever heard of. Um, and it's cool because uh, for the majority of the time, they're probably the more quiet crowd. So if you get a chance to like talk to them, it's actually really cool because they're it's just it there's a lot of very unique characters up there mm -hmm. and a lot of people that embrace the grind. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean when you got 
you see pictures of guys out there in blizzards in December smashing smallmouth. I mean, great grinders, man, but it's 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 a really I, I don't think it's as big of a community obviously as down here where you guys are at. Um, but we, we have one that's pretty prevalent and uh, pumps out some damn good anglers. That's awesome, dude. Isn't Jamie Hartman from up there? He's from, yeah, he's from Utica. I think, yeah. he's, I think he lives in Arkansas now. Yeah, he's a hammer, though. Like, that dude's just straight. <laughs> hammer. All right, so let's talk about what happened today. I've been I've been putting it off. Again, I don't want to talk about it too much, right? I don't want to get into it too, too much about what happened because I do want you guys to watch the video, and I don't want to ruin it here. But um, I'm just going to be honest, guys. I laid an ass-whooping out today. I mean, absolutely ridiculous what happened. Poor Bailey. Where do I sign off? Dude, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I, I felt I felt bad, like, because you just couldn't, dude. Like, you could not connect with the fish. Like, we were there. We were around them. I, by myself, put together a 40-pound bag today, ladies and gentlemen. I will say that much for you. I put together a 40-pound bag today, single-handedly, mind you, not – Caleb didn't help with it. Bailey didn't help with it. I single-handedly put together this 40-pound bag. and But, like, dude, you're fishing right in the same areas as me, doing the same exact thing, and they're just not doing it. Like, I don't get Same setups, same specs, same everything. I don't want to give away too much. But literally doing the same thing, I think the part that really hit the nail on the head was, like, <laughs> When mine was out there for like doing, we were doing our thing for a while, and my bait was out. Like I was fishing, and you're like you casted right by me while I was already out in the water, and you're you just get bit immediately. And I'm like, I'm done. (laughs) He said, I'm done. Like, what am I even doing? Like, what am I doing wrong? And dude, like, oh man, it was crazy though. I mean, I have to say, man. Today was one of those days like special. You know what I mean? It's like it's not something like I, I was talking to my dad actually on the way home and he was like, you know, enjoy it because that, that he just said that doesn't happen often. He said it may never happen again and it might not. And you know what I mean? We may have seen and I may have experienced the last time that I ever do something like that. You know, it's a once in a lifetime thing. Now, that being said, I think Monday you and Caleb are going to probably go out there and just punch them square in the freaking face and probably just, you know, catch a bunch of big ones. And I hope you catch your PB, but just, I just don't even know what to say about it. I got so freaking jacked up. Yeah. I think that was the coolest part was seeing how you reacted to that. Cause yeah. it, didn't, it didn't hit you for a while. You, you know, when you, when you caught that, your PB, you're like, I can't look at it. And you came, you came run to the back of the boat and yeah. you're going crazy. And then you were quiet for a while. And yeah. then, and then, like all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it got quiet between the three of us, and you just started going nuts. You're like, "Holy crap, dude!" Like you, yeah. just you did, yeah. and that was really cool about it. But like something that needs to be said on here too, and I made note of it today on the boat was like, a lot of people when they see a giant fish, they have a giant fish on, they realize that fish comes up, and they notice it's huge. People freak out, and I, I'm guilty of it too. Where it's like, I'll be like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, and I'll have like an added emphasis of like, "Okay, I need to like play this." Thing. You were cool, calm, collected. When that thing came up, I freaked out more than anybody because it was the biggest fish I ever seen. And you're just like calm as can be, letting him do his thing, coming back, got netted, and you're like, I can't even look at it. And yeah. 
Dude, this me though. Like Bethany knows, like I am like, I will hook a giant and I'm just like, all right, it's like go to work. Like we I know, I mean, like in my brain, I'm going, I know exactly what I need to do. This fish is no bigger than any other fish that I've ever caught. I'm gonna put this fish in the boat when he gets in the nets when I want to freak out. And when he hit the net, I lost my shit. I mean, dude, like I ran straight to the back of the boat, dropped the rod, like from from like chest height to just drop the rod. I said, I can't even look at it. I can't even look at it. I knew. Like I've caught a lot of big fish in my life. Okay. And guys, I gotta. I don't want to take any excitement away from the video, but I just got to talk about this. I've caught a lot of big fish, a lot of big fish, like some, some, some dandies, like fish that people would fish their entire life to be able to get a chance to go capture capture. And I've been blessed enough to be able to catch those fish. Dude, this fish today was ungodly. Like it was. Looks fake. (laughs) I mean, the fish was so wide. It was as big. It was bigger than my hand is tall. I mean, Eyes bulging out of its head. I could fit both fists inside of its mouth. Just free of well, nature. The crazy part, though, is that Caleb brought this up too. And it was evident is like it wasn't fat and it weighed that, you know, what it did. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Because, dude, all the fish you mentioned all day were football. I mean, like they were oh, yeah. big around. So if that fish had had a belly, like a big belly on it, <laughs> I mean, I had no telling what it could have been. You know what I mean? No telling. Yeah. You see, there's people over here in the comment section. I don't know if they're over here yet, but there's definitely people watching this live stream and like, Alex, how much did it weigh? Tell us about it. And I'm not going to do that just yet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, it sucks to suck, but a video is going to be awesome. I can't wait to share it with you. I really can. It's going to be it's going to be just absolutely freaking amazing. But yeah, dude. So what do you uh what's your plans for the rest of the time that you're down here hanging out in Tennessee? Um like, what, what do you want to do? What are some things you want to see? Like, what are you going to go do tomorrow? Like, what's the plan? So, the, the one and only other time I've been out on Chick, and Chick was, as I've told you before, I came down in November, uh, was number one on my bucket list. And uh, basically all the time that I've spent on Chick was practice and laying off fish, where I, if I did run into them and I figured them out, I had to leave because yeah. I didn't want to spoil it for tournament day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think what I'm going to do is really just I'm going to go fun fish. I'm not going to worry about trying to put in any quote unquote work because why would I? I don't have any tournaments coming up. I'm just especially this time of year. I mean, this is the time to catch your PB. True mm-hmm. giant. Um, so I think tomorrow what I do is because it's supposed to rain. Uh, I think the wind's supposed to blow a decent amount as well. I'm just going to go probably hit some creeks. I have never been on the east side. Uh a little bit above Harris between Harrison and Hiawassee. I've mm-hmm. never checked out any of those creeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm probably just going to go put in there and go explore, beat the bank, hopefully run some fish. Uh, my problem is, is like when I start looking at my graph, then I start wanting to graph and I get away from fishing. Yeah. So I'm just gonna, probably just going to end never up had that problem ever. In my life. <laughs> I might just not even bring it out with me. I mean, I'm definitely going to bring it, let's be real. But I'm going to do my best to just, just go fish, go fun fish and explore. Uh, go as deep, you know, go as far back as I can, figure out if they're there, if they're not, and just go figure some stuff out. I don't know. It's going to be fun fishing. Uh, and Monday, going back out with Caleb. And uh, I think uh, after today, after the how bad those fish disrespected me, I'm mad at them, and I think I need to go put an old beating on them. 
Yeah, it's crack one right in the face. Do it for me too while you're out there. Yeah. Remember me. I feel bad for the first one that bites. Oh yeah, dude. Nice. <laughs> I think that's what happened this morning. Like the first three ones, I, I was just so amped and just, like up there that I had to like just, just tone it down just a notch because everybody knows on here that I'm the axe murder. You know what I mean? So like I axe murdered the first few and lost them, and you can't really be axe murdering them when you're doing what we were doing. But yeah, no, dude, you're gonna love the creek fishing stuff. There's a lot of like those creeks are massive, you know. And when we say creek, we're not talking about like creek. We're talking about like massive creeks that yeah. span miles, miles, you know, tens, twenty, thirty miles back into these these creeks on Chickamauga. And dude, there's giants that live in the back of them, and they're just so cool to explore. I mean, I and dude, if if I were you, I would even find some like like a little bridge you could hot hot drop off of and like go and you know do a float even if you wanted to you know what i mean there's just so yeah. much cool stuff i'll drop you some pins on some stuff that i know is like public that you could probably go drop in on and just like have some fun and like do something a little bit different you know yeah. what I, mean? I definitely need to do something like that because like i told you i've never done that before yeah uh, i'm definitely gonna do that and then uh i got some stuff that i found that was really good in practice back in november that caleb told me he goes oh dude they're gonna be loaded on that yeah so i'm gonna go there and hopefully beat the brakes off their face. Yeah. And uh, what's up, dude? And I'm going to butcher this name. Um, but Caleb told me to try it out because he said I'll have a lot of fun. Owasi? Owasi? What is it, the one that's below? It's like 30 minutes south of me. I'm in Cle- So I'm in Cleveland right now. Oh, Coney. Cleveland. What is it? Oh, Coney. Coney? Oh, Coney. Oh, Coney? Yeah, Oconee River. I really butchered that name. Yeah, yeah, that was. I wasn't even in the same syllables. Like, I wasn't even anywhere in the same. E E, I think, or something like that. What was it? O C O E E. Yeah, Oconee. Yeah. Wow, that was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Oconee River. There's several different parts of it. Yeah, I'll. Yeah, we'll talk about that here in a while. I don't want to get into that on live. No offense to anybody here, but that's just there's just some things I can't tell everybody about. We'll talk about it. Yeah, did you go have a ton like a ton, of, <laughs> a ton of fun? Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. So someone said that you need to ask me your three questions that you ask everybody. Listen, I've listened to a lot of your podcasts. And I'm not really sure what they're talking about. So to, to Oh, I have like a last question, and I've given it to you when you've been on my show before. It's it's the the question I ask at the end. The um, if you could invite three people to to dinner, who would you invite and why? Like that sort of shit. Oh, yeah, I remember that now. Okay, yeah, I think you. I think you mentioned like Joe Rogan was your first one. Yes, I think because I remember that one vividly because we talked about Joe Rogan for like fifteen minutes after that. Yes, yes. Rojogan, yes. I remember your other. I can't remember your other two. I can't either. Like, like, a year ago. Yeah, we'll have to go back and listen. I'll have to go back and listen to that and see what I said because I don't know now. I mean, definitely Joe Rogan. I want to talk to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's like the – me and Joe Rogan are the ultimate conversationalists, and if two conversationalists like us got together, there's no telling what would come out. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I love people who can talk good. I'm a good talker, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I would love to listen, to listen to you and Joe talk, and then you have Ben in the middle that, like, you guys brush on something and keep going. He'd be like, stop, stop. I want to talk about this. Yes, yes. <laughs> ben, that's my favorite part about that's, having Ben. Yeah. Though, it's because he's like, wait, wait, wait. I, 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 I listen to this one small detail. Now let's talk about this one small detail for, like, 25 minutes. I'm like, okay, let's do that. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. how these, that's how these live streams end up going, like, two, three hours at a time sometimes. Like, we, we get ripping and rolling on these bad boys, but no, I'm dude. I'm glad I, you're I think you're going to have a ton of fun. I think there's, 
there's enough to do around here, even though it is the end of February going into the first week of March. There's enough to do around here that you can have a just crap load of fun. You know what I mean? And like put some big fish in the boat. And I think even, you know, like going out tomorrow in the kayak, we'll kind of talk about it once we get off here, but there's some stuff you can go get on to just have just stupid, stupid amount of fun. So, um, John Mango said PB Alex. Yes. I caught my PB today. So we here. I just, let's do this. Let's just do this. I'll, I'm not even going to show you a picture of the fish. I'm not going to even do that. I'm going to show you something else. I'm going to show you another picture that we can <laughs> This is great. This is a meme. It could be a meme. That will, uh, there you go. So I'll let y'all's imagination just run wild with that one. That is blood on my thumbs. I have not got bass thumb. I have got bass freaking palm. Like it is awesome. 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 I remember we were fishing and I look back at you and I'm like, Alex, you getting hungry back there? And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, look at your fingers, dude. They're bleeding. Bleeding, dude. Like, well, first thing this morning, I catch a striper, right? Like, first thing this morning, right off the back, I hook this striper. We put it in the boat. Well, it like literally punches a hole into my knuckle. Like, it didn't even cut me. Like, it holes straight in, and like it's profusely bleeding. Like, it's everywhere. Luckily, yeah. I had on my red rain suit, so it hit the blood. That's why I wear red because you know I don't want my enemies to know that I'm bleeding. Um, but yeah, no. So I'm bleeding like everywhere. And then we start catching them and do like with your hands wet and like then you're grabbing these bass that are coming out of deep water. That's their freaking pads are just like the roughest sandpaper you can get a hold of. They just rip the skin right off your thumbs and it's just. <laughs> you keep saying that you keep using the term we. Now I, I stroke I struck first blood, but after that I didn't catch anything over three pounds. So you can't say we. <laughs> Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was the Alex Rudd show today, folks. It, dude, it was. It was just incredible. Like, I can't even. Like, if I get this talking about it, I'm just going to spill all the beans, right? Like, it's just. <laughs> it was silly, dude. It was silly. I no, mean, like, it was. <laughs> dude, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I mean, like what are the words that you use to describe today? I, I, silly, epic, ridiculous. I mean, just, I, I, I don't even know if I could put words on it, but it was to the point where, like, Alex was freaking out, and then Caleb and I were, like, our legs were shaking, Alex was shaking, and, like, we were just that jacked up after seeing, like, you put a show on, like. Dude, I, I mean, at one point, I'm shaking so bad that I can't even, like, I couldn't function. Like, I, I was, like all over like buck fever like i've not had the shakes like that i can't remember the last time i had the shakes like that like i was like all over you know what i mean yeah that is- my blood someone said me that red red scented uh lime was the difference maker that's what it was it was my blood i was dripping my blood all over that all over that and it was just well, screw ah. scent. yeah screw that sharks <laughs> You know what I mean? Just freaking sharks. Like, guys, it was to the point, like, how I, I knew I needed to just put that rod down for the rest of the day because, like, I would purposely, like, test things out with my bait versus Alex's, and his would just get hit every single time when it was the exact same thing. Exact same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like, at like, one point, at one point, we're six inches apart, and doink, 
Like when mine was there already. Like it was like it was one of those things where mine was already there first, and, yeah. and you cast it over there, and then it's just right away. Like automatic. I'm like, I was right there. Yeah, it's, ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But no, be on the lookout tomorrow. If you don't follow me on Instagram, you need to go follow me on Instagram. Um, I'll be Jason Ryan knows what's up. Jason Ryan, yeah, it was a Ned Rig. Dude, it was. Every single one of them was on a Ned Rig. That's what I'm going to tell anybody, everybody anyway. They Ned Riggin. All right, Ned Riggin. Um, uh, if you don't follow me on Instagram, go follow me on Instagram. I'll post it on YouTube too on the community tab, but uh, I'm going to post it up and, and show off tomorrow a little bit. Like I, I don't know. I can't wait for everybody. To see. It's going to be. It's going to be good stuff. Video will probably be out. I got a video done and lined up for like next week, like Monday, Tuesday ish. So be on the lookout for that. And then that video will probably be the week after that, just so I can get a video out, you know, once a week. And then obviously do the live streams on Friday. Once we get back into like summer and normal, like summer grind, I'll be able to put out one, two, three videos a week and still do live streams. But right now just work and all that stuff. So yeah, you know how it is real life friends, real freaking life. Um, But anyway, so let's uh, let's talk about this giveaway one more time. The raffle that we got going on. If you want to enter, a good chance it's not because there weren't as many Yeah, you got a good chance tonight because there wasn't as many entries, which disappoints me. Yeah, I'm talking to y'all. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I guess it's Bailey. Bailey scared everybody away. Everybody knew. Everybody knew it was a loser guest tonight. So no, so no, no. Um, that's a joke. But um, the the raffle, you're going to win a, Mar- a March Monster Bass box, which has all the Bassmaster Classic winning baits in it. You're going to win a four-pack of my Alex Red Fishing Signature crankbaits, an Alex Red Fishing t-shirt, and then a Alex Red Fishing sticker pack, which includes the Rudweiser King of Beards sticker, which I am very, very proud of. Um, so if you want to enter to win the raffle, all you got to do is super chat a dollar for every dollar that you super chat. It's one entry. Two is two. Three is three. Four is four. So on and so forth. So go super chat over there. We'll give you guys a few more minutes to get that done so that you can be entered <laughs> to win. What's wrong? She's climbing the walls. Who's the cat? That cat's a demon. That cat is a demon. We're going you're gonna win March's monster bass bag because we're sold out of February. Whoever asked that question. But Bailey, I think we're we're winding down here to the end, buddy. Um what is it that you look most forward to going into this year? It, it can be podcast. It can be kayak fishing. It can be tournament fishing. It can be anything. You tell me, what are you looking most forward to this year, my friend? Man. Um, I can't, I kind of can't even really name one, to be honest with you. Okay, give me a couple. Uh, well, I got to say these two weeks is probably going to be one of the biggest, if not the biggest highlight of my year. Uh, because I get to fish. Just got started. Hold on a second. We just got started with the year. Okay, just got started. I'm just saying, like, what it doesn't come often where you can fish Lake Chickamauga for a week and then go to Lake Fork for the week right after. That's true. 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 It's hard to beat that. So, I think that um, trying to grow my my business more. Um, really, that's starting to take off, which is huge for me, especially staring at student loans. Uh, so being able to pay everything off for myself, which I can already, which is with only starting three months ago is, is awesome to me. Uh, I just would love to grow it more. Um, and then I think beyond that, dude, 
my eyes are really set on June, the Bass Nation Kayak National Championship. So if you get top 10 in that thing, um, obviously you get, a, you get a place on that Bassmaster Classic stage, which is huge to me. Uh, but also the win would be massive because the first place is 50K. So that would be massive. Massive help to uh it would be nice to see those student loans just gone real life dude that's hashtag real life right there not not many people get that hashtag real life ground but yeah no that'd be wicked what you need to do is you need to come down to pickwick in july and fish that one with me i think that'd be fun that does sound like a blast come on man i'm planning on going down there i think it ought to be a good time um so let's uh let's pick a winner what do you say bub i like that let's right. do it What's our numbers tonight, babe? 120. 120. I'm highly disappointed in you SOBs tonight. <laughs> that's low. Yeah, that's low. That is low. Oh, wait. We have one more come oh, in. Wait. Hang on. Let me add it. For the Ned Rig. <laughs> For the Ned Rig. For the Ned Rig. Man, I smashed them. Not smashed them, but I caught some on the Ned Rig yesterday. That'll be a fun video. A little Ned Rig fishing. Little Ned Rig How much is this? It was 499. Five. So five dollar, five dollar. All right. So what's our numbers now? Not ready. One twenty-five. All right. So Bailey, give me a random number. Wait, between, I haven't randomized it. Oh, oh well, give randomized. me your, give me a number between one and one hundred twenty-five. Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. East Twin Fishing. East Twin Fishing, my man. Congratulations, you just won the raffle for tonight. So if you would. Please email Bethany at monsterbass.com. We'll put that in the comments. It's Bethany at monsterbass.com. Tell her your shirt size, and we will get your prize package out to you. And awesome. Thank you for everybody who participated and super chatted in tonight and uh, for all the people who did that. Next week, we will be giving away something. I'm not sure yet. I might give away, if you're lucky, and we can get enough raffle entries, I may give away a loose fishing reel. Oh. I may, I mean, I may do a combo. I don't even know. I'm going to figure it out. I mean, I want to figure it out. And then we might oh. get us another AFCO package here before too long. So it'll be awesome. But <laughs> Bailey, tell us where we can find you, what platforms you're on, the best way to get a hold of you if people want to get a hold of you and what's your next like upcoming thing that everybody needs to know about and go view like right now once they get done listening or watching this. Yeah. So you can find me, um, personal social media is Bailey underscore Eichbrett on Instagram. And then, uh, you can go to follow serious angler on Instagram, just literally serious angler on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, or any podcast application. That's where you run our show. And, uh, Every Monday night, we do a, a live show uh, on our YouTube and Facebook page. Um, thing that's coming up soon. Um, it's not really soon, but uh, I have some big uh, video plans in the works for that national championship. So we got some companies on board to uh, support it. I think it's going to be something that's going to be pretty sweet. Heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. yeah. Well, that's Thank awesome. You. I'll make sure and link everything down below in the show notes in the description. Go check out Bailey. He's got an awesome podcast and serious anglers. Awesome dude doing awesome stuff. 
And I always love awesome people to come hang out with me and be awesome because I'm awesome and I need, you know, more awesome people to make this all awesome together. You know what I mean? But yeah, you guys, as always, thank you for checking it out, coming and hanging out with us, um, doing the raffle and all that kind of stuff. And I'm really tired and I'm honestly like physically and mentally exhausted after today. And so if tonight's live stream was a little draggy, it's because I'm just not as hopped up as I normally am. You know, I, I run on caffeine and a prayer. And so I'm running on just a prayer right now, just a prayer. But real quick, Scott Klein, shout. He said, "What's up, Alex?" But that dude, Scott Klein, is on every live stream I've ever seen. So Thank quick shout, Scott. That dude's a grinder when it comes to live streams. Scott Klein, my man. Yeah. Thank you very much. But as always, you guys are sweet. We'll see you next week.